Bring it in. Super Bowl week is here. Super Bowl 57 now just six days away, depending on when you're listening to this. We're recording. It is Monday afternoon. We have the whole crew together. We have a great episode planned out. We are hitting prop bets for all the degenerates out there and all the responsible gamblers. Responsible degenerates is what I like to say. Uh, people who love, love betting on, on the prop bets. It is a lot of fun. Responsigents. Um, I know, ironically, <laughs> the prop bets and stuff from the Super Bowl is the first thing I ever bet on, and I did it every year as a kid with my family. And we'll get into some of that stuff, too, that I have written down to come up with you guys to wrap up our prop bet stuff, which was more family, you know, family-friendly, wholesome stuff that I used to do with, uh, with the Gimple parents back in the day. Um, but uh, we're also going to hit a little bit of basketball here at the beginning. But before we do that, I want to check in with the boys. How's everybody doing? Excited about Super Bowl week? It's hard to think about anything else. I, I was well, at you're trapped. When are you traveling? Yeah. <laughs> I'm leaving. Dude, I'm flying from say, Cleveland yeah. to Philly on Thursday, from Philly to Phoenix on Friday. Uh, and then back to Philly Monday, then potentially back. But uh, the point is that uh, so we'll have a we correspondent there. on site for. <laughs> oh yes, oh yeah, I cannot wait, man. This is going to be so fun. But yeah, it's it's really distracting. I'm stoked for it. You. Is normally, <laughs> dude. This is distracting. Normally, this has been the week where I brought in a speaker to my office, and I literally am just playing NFL films music. I think my employees already hate me, but whatever. Sorry, you got another couple days of it. I mean, this is just uh, one of the Sam best Spence. weeks out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Maddox this is a good guy. So yeah, how you doing, Scotty? Ah, uh, it, it was a busy Monday, and I'm already like, all right, just get me to freaking Sunday already, so I can watch this football game. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's the anticipation builds. It's like, you know, I, I've never worked on Radio Row, Jeff. You've worked in at least in the industry uh, during this week, so you have a better idea than the two of us. Um, but I have a feeling like like that would be be crazy just to be down there and i considered going down um to to phoenix because my mom lives down there um and just you know going around and doing all the uh the uh pre-super bowl week uh, activities that she's doing she's at the phoenix uh waste management open practice day today so hell yeah uh, she's she's getting around the uh she's getting around the town as they say uh and uh and really uh really soaking up all the uh all the activities and stuff that are that are going on down there in phoenix this weekend i was gonna say yeah phoenix so i'm living by vicariously i'm living vicariously through, through her yeah exactly which hey i get it if i was if i was in your mom's situation i mean that's about as awesome of a week as you would have like between the waste management open and then which is i think the best party in golf i mean you could probably yeah. say the Ryder cup is probably a little bit more but for a specific like one tournament i don't know which i have a story about the Ryder cup too yeah by the way this year um, yeah, we're excited that we have the rider. I might be there this year. Oh yeah. Oh, well, that's a little teaser. I might for, be uh, there for post football season. Um, and then yeah, I mean the super radio row is, it's very weird, right? It's it's very cool. I have not been physically at a radio row. I have worked on Super Bowl radio before on Sirius XM. They do, uh, they create basically a whole channel on Sirius XM that is just devoted to Super Bowl week. Um, it's called Super Bowl Radio. There's tons of interviews and stuff from all the different sports channels. It is really cool. And then there's a bunch of live shows that run um, pretty much for 12 hours straight, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Eastern time or, or West Coast time as well. Um, 
So yeah, it's the best. I mean, it, it's really cool. You have tons of famous people. It's also kind of like, it's kind of like a, like a, like a football nerd, but like in a, like a dorky way. Like it's not, it's a place where like a lot of people go and like get to pretend that they're a lot cooler than they are. Everyone is, is peddling, you know, some, some product that they're getting paid $50,000 to go to radio row and talk about. But what is objectively cool about it is that there's tons of these legendary coaches and former players and athletes across all sports who are just walking around in this big convention hall. And, and, you know, you'll be sitting there doing one thing and you'll feel a tap on your shoulder and you'll turn around and it's Jimmy Johnson, right? Or it's, Hey, you got you 10 know, minutes for me or what? Yeah. Right. <laughs> and it's, and that's what happens if it's, you know, we, the, the king of that was Rick Neuheisel. Uh, who's, you know, I worked with for a long time on, on ESPNU and, and Rick knows everybody from his time in the NFL and college football or whatever. And everyone and their sister knows Rick Neuheisel. So Rick would just look at somebody and, you know, while in the middle of giving a point, like give him the little finger, but yeah, come over here, come over here. Um, and you would end up getting, and this happens with the college football playoff too. A lot of media days end up kind of being this way. So Radio Row is definitely cool, but there's also a certain little bit of it where it's like, eh, it's also, you know, it's it's not as cool as like people like kind of make it out to be. You kind of feel a little dorky when you're when you're kind of because everyone's there to. It's not like you're hanging out at a bar or something. You know, it's not like it's a social setting. It's like everyone's there for the same reason, and it's kind of cool to rub shoulders with uh, with cool people and and, uh, and get some fun interviews. But um, yeah, no, there's tons to look forward to. I I was telling Vito before we hopped on here. I'm in full blown anxiety mode. Um, like full blown go uh, birds <laughs> i i have i did in my head right now is the eagles are losing by 21 like honestly like that's that is the like i oh well I let's keep, check the script well I was, yeah well, i was gonna say i keep going back and forth and i'm sure by the time we get to sunday i'm gonna flip flop another 10 times it's just i really want this to be a good game and i've been saying all last week i think it's gonna be a good game i think the eagles have a slight edge and now i'm just like the reality of my team going up against patrick mahomes after having not really seen them go up against an elite quarterback all season, it's like, I had, I just have no idea. I have no idea what to possibly expect uh, and what that's going to look like, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, I do want to touch on here to start the pod. And I know Scott, you have some other thoughts here, but um, the big, the biggest news that happened on, and it kind of kind of cucked the pro bowl a little bit. Um, I don't know if you guys caught any of the pro bowl stuff. I thought it was pretty entertaining. It was cool. Yeah. Um, but Kyrie Irving um, demanded a trade last week and, and officially was traded to the Dallas Mavericks. And um, I, at this point, man, we have not talked any basketball yet at all this year. And for that, for this to be the first thing that really gets to start talking hoops um, is just, it's very classic NBA right now and how the NBA feels, but I'm just, I'm so, I was done with this dude when he left Boston I was done with him when he just disappeared from his team. I've done rants on this podcast before about this guy, the anti-Semitic shit. It's just everything about Kyrie and this smug, smarter than you asshole mentality that he carries. When all he, the whole move, everything about this was just finding a way for him to secure more of the money. And yet he tries to talk down to people as if he's this holier than thou fucking smart he's this martyr that has to carry this awful burden he's a fucking asshole that's what it is like i'm so done with this fucking loser he's been irrelevant in big time playoff games for almost a decade now goes back to 2016 was last time this guy yeah this that 2016 (laughs) that's what i'm saying we're seven years ago scott it's almost a decade since this guy has done fucking anything 
And I'm so over it. I'm so over it. And the thing that sucks too about the Kyrie thing is that he is legitimately amazing at basketball. Uh, talent wise, yeah. Um, it's that's unbelievable. Why, that's why everybody loves that's why everyone in the NBA still wants to be friends with him. It makes no sense. Anytime you watch it's, the games and like at, at post games after NBA games, at, no one gets more daps, no one gets more hugs, no one goes up to anybody more so than people go up to Kyrie because NBA players, for whatever reason, love Kyrie. And part of it's the respect of the game. Part of it's they just think he's a cool guy. He's a good personality. I just don't fucking get it anymore. I'm so sick of this dude. I hope he crashes and burns everywhere he goes. And I don't feel that way about many athletes, but he is like one of the few that I have like a personal anger towards where I'm like, you're just not that you don't just play for a team. I don't like you're, you're a dickhead of a person. And yeah, so it's, it's know. the track record for me too, though. That's it's exactly what you said. It's I could forgive it. If it happened one or two times later in his career, he's like, Oh, maybe I should shape up and become more of, of, of the leader that uh, that I'm expected to be not to to say that you know he needs to be uh made an example of or, or be the example uh of leadership and what what ownership wants their players to to do and fit a mold that's fine you can you can be outside the box all that crap but like everywhere you go you have the same this is a lot like Antonio Brown to me honestly if we're, if I'm making a football comp it's it's every Every street that he walks down is it's all about me. Um, I'm the show. I need the ball. And this is another reason why on the court, I don't think it's going to work with Luca, but we'll get into that probably a little bit. Um, and, and it's his way or, or the highway. Now, again, thinking outside the box, doing your own thing, being you, that's all fine and good, but only if it helps serve other people. Well, he's in like the a, process, he, not just mean? he's fake with that though. Cause in his mind, what he's do what he's done and everything in his career is, for the greater good. He's he's making a stand for the people who didn't want to get vaccinated because it should be that like, everything in his twisted mind is telling him that he's he's the martyr. He's the one that bad things are happening against. And he's he's the Christ-like figure taking the fucking nails. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's and like that's what I mean. Like this dude's brain is is twisted up in this crazy egotistical way that he thinks he is legitimately like smarter better and he has the arrogance of that but when he talks when he when he voices it out there it's this condescending like if you, yeah it is and if you criticize oh, he does him that with the media all the time yeah, yeah you ask him any question he'll he'll turn around and say it's stupid and you'd be like well why is it stupid and he goes well it's not my job to figure out like he'll attack somebody else's comments or someone's questions. And then you try to push back on it and he goes, well, it's not my job that to, to explain he, that. Like, he's he, like, he's like this wannabe basketball Gandhi fucking loser. I fucking hate this guy. I'm this so guy, done with it. Man. I, I can feel the passion coming through and I'm sure everyone else can. And what I can say is that, right. It, it sounds like the guy, your freshman year dorm who like, he's for, Oh, his roommates cool. And so you guys hang out with him once in a while and he seems normal. Then all of a sudden, he opens his mouth and says something kind of off wild. And you're like, whatever, man, we're all drinking, whatever. He still seems fun. And then to your point, and then you get through that. And by your fourth year, somehow you still see this guy at parties. You're like fucking this guy. I don't want to deal with this guy. And yeah. then you're like, oh, maybe he has that one redeeming quality where, hey, he's he's really good. He's on your IM football team. He's good. Or this no, no, what it is, really Vito, is using, you your, using your analogy, it's he's fucking rich as hell. 
his dad, his mommy and daddy in the analogy you're using has yeah. a ton of money and he has the credit card that buys all and the he beer buys. There and, and, and okay. gets you into bars. Right. And you're like, yeah, okay. No, like I do like hanging out with him because he's super talented. Right. That's the analogy. Yeah. But yeah. no, his personality and going back. Right. And I know I just got heated and I tried, I try really hard to be measured on this podcast. And for the most part, I do a pretty good job. But when someone pushes my buttons and Kyrie is like the ultimate button pusher for me, Looking back on like just trying to back up everything I'm saying, right? It starts back when he left Cleveland in 2016, yeah. which he had a legitimate gripe to want to leave because LeBron was working with Kobe uh, Altman, who was the uh, GM of the Cavs at the time, to try to get Kyrie out in a trade to bring in Paul George from the Indiana Pacers. Kyrie found out about that. They made their last run, and Kyrie said, I want out. And he had one, he had a year and a half with a, a, a team option at the end uh, of a two year deal or one year plus the option left on his contract. So they trade him to Cleveland, right? And or to Boston. Remember, Boston, Boston trades yeah. away Isaiah Thomas and who had just had that crazy run with that team. And he gets there in 2018 and he says on their home court before the first game he plays with them, microphone in front of everybody i think it was actually the last preseason game he said if you guys will have me back i want to resign here right and he and he and then the whole place goes nuts right didn't last two seasons in boston right and on top of it completely quit on them in the middle of a of a, a yeah. playoff series against milwaukee completely having said that quit on them we wouldn't have call, jason tatum if we <laughs> today's jason tatum if he didn't do that maybe yeah i mean who knows but he, he sat there, right, and, and Kyrie tried to take Giannis one-on-one in that series because he was just in this bizarre fucking headspace where he thought Kyrie could guard Giannis one-on-one in a playoff series, right? He's literally waving away Marcus Smart, in that, right? Eventually leaves, goes to Brooklyn, comes out, stomps on Lucky. You remember that whole story? Right? Mm-hmm. Walks out, and each time it's um, – he said his press statement – about going to Dallas was word for word the exact same thing he said about going to Boston. Just change out Boston and Dallas. Like you, you can look it up. It is actually word wow. for word the exact same statement. So <laughs> Dude, he goes. Turnitin.com is calling this guy a plagiarizer. If you're writing high school essays, but we can't. That's fucking hilarious, like, bro. Uh, it's and this and again that was 2018. This is now or yeah 2017 going into 2018. This is 2022-23 season. This is five years apart, and the guy's using the exact same verbiage. He goes to Brooklyn that summer. Him and KD are the two prize free agents. They both are like, oh, man, where are we going, dude? We're going to New and, York. And KD got we- that deal done, too. Yeah. We're going to the Knicks. We're going to Brooklyn, right? It's going to be all love. It's going to be great. They go in. They fire a really, really good head coach um, who was there before them, who's names escaping me right now uh they go and they were they handpick steve nash right they handpick steve Mm -hmm. nash hey you've never coached in the nba before but you were a star so you'll know what it's like to come here bring in steve nash steve nash somehow finds a way including bring in james harden now first time head coach is dealing with three lunatics on the same fucking team tries to navigate all that and then to start off this year what do they do they get him fired Mm-hmm. Because Kyrie didn't get his way and Katie didn't get this his way. And they came out and they said, we could coach the team. We don't need that. We don't need coaching. What kind of an arrogant asshole? Kevin Durant, I might actually believe that from. Kevin Durant does wants to do nothing but play basketball. Kyrie Irving yeah. wants to do anything. He just wants to be a problem at all times. And he's done it now to four organizations. And you know what? It's hard to even 
you know, say he was a dick to Cleveland because until LeBron tried to send him off, he was happy there with LeBron in Cleveland. Yeah, right? it was a good run. It's 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 just it's this narcissism wrapped up in a, a blanket of martyrism where he just he just lives in this world where he's always the one who's everyone's out against him. He always has to have this chip on his shoulder because I guess that's how all athletes have to be. When in reality, you're like for whatever reason, one of the most beloved athletes amongst your peers. And yet everyone else is a complete asshole for pointing out just, you just don't treat people right. Like when you get hired in the NBA, sorry, I don't, I don't keep rambling. I'm just saying like, it's how we talk about with quarterbacks in the NFL. You make $30 million a year as an NFL quarterback, 30 to 40. Now these guys, when the next CBA negotiation comes out, the next TV deal, the max contracts are going to be closer to $60 million a year. All right. When you sign somebody to those extensions, it becomes a partnership, right? You're one of five guys starting on a basketball team. It's more of a partnership than it is the NFL. And these guys have gotten so much because it's become such a player-favored league that it's it, it, some of them it just gets to their head. And it's this world of – it's the same thing with LeBron. LeBron's unwillingness to bring on any accountability for the terrible moves that the Lakers have been making for the last three years. And it's just – it's just going to continue. It's just going to continue and continue. And we're going to have these superstars who just act like assholes all the time. And it's, it's, it's super damaging to the league. I think, I think it sucks. I mean, that's it, the thing. The, the only thing I can add is that um, <laughs> when, when like, again, there are going to be things along the way that, that piss certain people off differently, right? He's made a, an abundance of comments He's pissed off probably about 80% of the general population at this point, depending on where you're looking, right? Let's just be honest. <clears throat> For me, my favorite part, and this is just a small anecdote, was like, you remember when he was like flat earth, all that stuff? And he's yeah. like, well, the best part was like, well, they said I can't see Manhattan from where, our, like, you know, this facility is over here and I can see the skyscrapers. And it's like, no, 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 dude, you, you got to see the ground if it was flat. Yeah. That's the point. Yeah. You can see the ground. And yeah. he was just like, I can see the top of these buildings. And like, listen, I know he's not a scientist and he's he's incredible in something else, but someone who majored in, you know, the sciences, yeah. it's just one of those things where you're like, ha, dude, just stay in your lane, bro. Well, and and when you have people veer at your lane, you don't want me playing basketball. You yeah. you see me play basketball? Fuck, man, you're walking the other way. You're like, this is embarrassing. It's the same thing when he talks about science. So point is, it's just sometimes, and I hate saying athletes stay in your lane because I, I do it, you know, we, we I, are I very supportive. I agree. 100%. We are very supportive of, of anyone expressing your opinions, but just be informed about them. And if you're not, then, then you know, I mean, people are going to be critical. And that's, that's just life. We criticized Aaron Rodgers for the same thing, right, last mm-hmm. year. Like yeah, in 2021, yeah. we did the exact same thing to Aaron Rodgers. That's how we all felt about it. We had no problem voicing that opinion. There are people out there who chose not to get vaccinated. The numbers speak for themselves. Kyrie was a flat earth, anti-vax, anti-Semitic. That's all for the purpose of being different like that. (laughs) Yeah. But yet still doesn't understand that even though he's publicly made all those uh, comments, he doesn't understand why fans or media should be allowed to ask him about that. You know, when he was unvaccinated, when they, when he, brought up his comments completely unprompted about this movie that he thought people should go watch without understanding, well, why is anyone coming at me? Right. He doesn't understand why, like the whole dynamic of fans or why the media is involved. He's like, well, I just want to be able to play basketball. Then go down to Rucker park and play hoops, brother. 
No one's stopping you. But when you yeah. sign oh, up man. to play in the NBA, I would pay to see that. God which would be great. That'd be awesome. You can go <laughs> play hoops all day. But this is why I brought up the money thing. Because at the end of the day, he wants the paycheck. He wants the shoe deal. He wants the Uncle Drew movies. He wants all of that shit and all of the money that comes with that shit without the responsibilities of you have to represent uh, not just yourself, but your team, your owners, the coach, or sorry, governors, your fan base, and you have media obligations, right? It's We had a very intelligent, I think it was like one of our first 10 episodes, very intelligent conversation about Naomi Osaka. Right. When she was going through and didn't understand why. And it was like, look, it's part of it. Right. If you want the money attached to it, you want to do this professionally. There's media partners for a reason, because that's what drives the huge part of the revenue. And in a couple of years, when the next TV contract kicks in and they're making 60 million dollars a year and not the 30 that they already were. Like, yeah, you have to be a good partner. And at the end of the day, like we can laugh about it. You know, I think going back to the flat earth thing when he first, that was the first like red flag with Kyrie that we're like, what he's like the earth's flat. And a lot of people, and I still don't personally know whether or not he actually believed that or not, because people are like, well, I think he was just no, trolling. I, and he was like, I think he might've just was. been trolling athletes, but then we see all this other shit that he believes. And it's like, well, maybe he actually wasn't this whole time. And maybe that was the PR spin I, afterwards. And after the backlash, I'm think- just mad that like, and I know when's the trade deadline this week? Yeah, Thursday. Yeah, you know what? You know what? I'm actually blaming the NBA then. Screw even him. Why isn't this happening after the Super Bowl? Give us our week of football, yeah. sir. I'm so pissed about this. But you, you know can what? Also we blame, should stop. You can also blame the NFL though for adding the extra week and not moving backwards instead of moving forwards. Because yeah, because we kind of intruded yeah, into their yeah. territory, and then the schedule yeah. been so wonky. Anyway, I so want to end. That's where the, you know what though. Real quick, the commissioners need a call. We need an an, an American commissioners conference where like we can leave all Benton the different and, guys uh, and uh, what's his face from the end, uh, Rob Ranfred. We can leave them away. Let's just <laughs> get Adam like, Silver and smart. Goodell yeah. in a room. Yeah. And, well, and let's do that. And then let's just have like, I don't know, someone like the major networks just be like, all right, well, this basketball, is how it's going to affect viewing. Because basketball just, should start yeah. in Christmas Day. That should be yes. the official start time of, of basketball. We say it every year. And then yep. you by the, by the time the season ends, it's like end of July, you know, end of July to, to August. And then that takes us right into football season. Right. And then we have a great continuous loop of like the two major sports that we really, really love watching in this country on like a national scale. But um, again, and I do want to end with this. The, the the Kyrie shit is objectively hilarious when, when you look at it. It's a it's a quarter of a billionaire when you look at total earnings mixed with his shoe deals and everything else that Kyrie's been able to do. Quarter of a billion dollars this guy's worth, right? And he he acts like a child. He really, really does. He throws tamper tantrums. He, he doesn't want to stay in a place for too long and starts pounding his feet and says, I want to go somewhere else. And as a kid, it's so hard. Like, none of us want to take blame. None of us want to go hand up. You know what? I fucked up there. That's a really hard thing to do as a human being. He refuses to ever do it. And that's like, that's the thing with me where I'm just like, I, I don't want to see him pop up on my TV. I don't want to see him because it sucks. Cause I like Luca a lot. I like Luca a ton. And I can already tell you, this is exactly what's going to happen. This will be the last thing I'm going to predict the first 10 games, right? The first 10 games that's going to happen with Kyrie and Luca, right? They're going to put up – his first game is going to have like 25. 
seven assists, a few rebounds, right? Make a couple of shots, and that'll be the first time we see him in a Nuggets or in a Mavs uniform. And then he's going to rip off like nine games. He's going to have like a 40 point night in there. He's going to have like a 35. He's going to average like 29 to 35 points throughout the next nine games and absolutely ball out. And the Mavs are going to go on a heater and everyone's going to go, oh, well, now the Mavs are going to be, what are we changing? Nope. And then it's all going to hit the shitter. It's yeah, what happens 100%. every it's, single it's fucking time. What happened time. in Boston? It what it's what happened in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's a pattern. And so, yeah, I think you're right. Especially when you talk about uh, Kyrie, a guy who demands the ball, going to a team with Luka Doncic, who is the most ball dominant guard in the league. And like, look at their usage rates uh, before um, before Kyrie got to Dallas. Like, yeah. these are two of the highest uh, usage rates per. Or by their or for their team in the NBA. So uh, after those ten games, and and Kyrie gets gets hot, he's going to be like, all right, this is my ball, my team. And if if Mark Cuban in that franchise doesn't go, uh, no, this is Luca's team. Oh, it's, you it's play your role, and, and and that's that's when it's going to go downhill. I think you're and absolutely they, right, Jeff. And, and they know that too. And I think they're just looking for a better chance to cut. Because the thing is, too, is just like Kyrie was one of the unhappy superstars, you're only ever a few months away from the next unhappy superstar. And it's not going to be too long until Luca looks around and goes, hey, man, you guys really haven't done a whole lot, man. Kristaps Porzingis, like... And they just traded away. Christian Wood, (laughs) like... Like, they just you know, traded away what, what depth they had in well, Dinwiddie yeah, but, and, and. But I think he's looking for like Benny another. Smith. He's looking for like another star. Yeah, like depth. Well, yeah. Depth is one thing. Luca's Luca. We saw that with James Harden. It's impossible to win that. He play that heliocentric style of basketball and win with just one star. You need somebody else there that can give and take. And they probably looked at that 2016 tape, right? And it was LeBron who Luca LeBron played a very similar style of basketball. Their size and handle and ability to score at will. You know, LeBron being a much better defender. Um, but then you saw this perfect guard who could play off of it. And I'm telling you now, like Kyrie will look that part for a little bit and then it's all going to go downhill. It's the same It's the same thing as as James Harden. I mean, James Harden and Kyrie both in the last, what, three three seasons have asked out of multiple different teams. And it's just, it's crazy. It's And it's crazy with the Nets sent out in draft capital to get James Harden, what they got back and everything else. And now the Nets are sitting there like, all right, well, we're basically fucked. We're basically fucked, and they will be. They will be. All right, that's enough basketball talk. We got football to talk about. We got prop bets coming up. We're going to get ready for the Super Bowl. Get your prop bets in early before the lines change. I know there's been some action lately, so uh, we'll get it all over that. Coming up on the other side, take a quick break here. All right, I'm so glad to be done uh, with my Mad Dog Russo-style rant there. Um, (laughs) Took took some deep breaths, had had a little water. Feeling a little more mellowed out. Uh, Water. Know. You need something stronger than that, man. We're, we're about to talk <laughs> you're <right>. Super Bowl. <laughs> you're right. Um, yeah, you're right. I, you know what? I think I just did. I think I just took all of my anxious energy that I have towards this game and and sent it out onto Kyrie. I'm going to start calling him that guy in Dallas, just wherever he is. There's there's an Eagles podcast that they only referred to Carson Wentz as the guy in Indy or the guy in Washington. <laughs> so I think he's just going to be that guy in Dallas now. That right? team up north. That's yeah. funny. Uh, but – we got lots to talk about here. We are going to do our prop bets um, and we're going to keep it pretty open. Just like I've been going through the books, looking through a couple of different places. Um, mm-hmm. And I think one of the fun things about prop bets is it can kind of, you can kind of tell how somebody's leaning 
on, on a game based off of the prop bets that really kind of piqued their interest. Right. Uh, and so I wanted to kind of start first though, by just checking in, right. Because I said before, like, I'm going to go back and forth on this game all the way up until the game's actually played. And right now I feel, I feel I went into last week feeling like it's going to be a good game. It's going to be competitive. Uh, and I think the Eagles have a slight lead. And now I, I don't, I don't feel that way. I'm in that, I'm in that phase of, of whatever we call this, that is like Patrick Mahomes is going to hang 40 on us and I'm going to cry and it's going to be a really, really sad night. Um, so that's where I'm at, but I want to know how you guys are feeling. And there's a few reasons why, but also I think there's a lot of positive things we can look at here too. So how are both of you feeling uh, at the halfway point, a little bit past the halfway point waiting for the Super Bowl? I, f- I feel good for you guys. Uh, the more oh, tape yeah. I watch, the more I'm like, all the Chiefs do on defense is play zone. <laughs> You know how well that read uh, the zone reads and the and the the run pass option goes for for Jalen Hurts for a, a defense that plays zone pretty well. And, and guess what? Once that uh, if if and when it does get neutralized, and I don't think it will because that interior is so strong that they'll get they're just going to body Chris Jones. Uh, and uh, if if you get in, into a situation, I really think it opens up a lot in the vert pass game with with AJ Brown and, and Devontae Smith. And, and others um and and of course you always have the out like it's it's the easy thing right to to say in analysis oh defend the run uh, the eagles rpo and zone scheme and it's like yeah but how do you actually do that especially when they have so many weird concepts they run off of it with the traps on the, the tight end leaking on the outside to help block or or run out there in the flat uh, as a, as a as a pass a legit pass option um i just don't think the chiefs have the horses to stop that I, I really, really don't. And, and again, like if if the Eagles get in a pinch, they they've got the vert pass game uh, that that has been so successful all year. So if you got an over uh, under on on Jalen Hurts passing yards, I'm going to hit that over. Uh, I don't care what that Oof. number is right now. I got I, you know what, Scotty. That's why I love you because I know you actually watch film. Uh, and, and going off that, I, I think like one thing to to build on this team and why I'm excited is the flip side of the ball. I think when you when you look at Mahomes, right, you look at the Super Bowl that he did lose against Tampa, that pass rush was incredible. And and I have to say, obviously, Hassan Riddick had one of the greatest championship games from a defender we've seen. Um, and then, obviously, you know, Graham's coming in. Listen, he's been playing, what, like 10 to 15 snaps in some situations. I think he could get in with Hassan Riddick and with, with Sweat. I think you could see, like, a lot of different looks here out of this defense. I'm hoping they show some of that. And I think this is the defense to get the pressure on Mahomes, right? This is what the, if you want to say blueprint is to beat Mahomes, all that stuff, it doesn't matter. It's a blueprint to beat anybody. If you can get after the quarterback and you play solid defense and score enough points and limit the amount of possessions through running the ball a lot, right? Look at the average possessions per game for the Eagles. They're higher than you would think because they score a lot on big plays. Like when you boil this down and they're playing the playoffs, Right. Think think about how quickly these games have been. The last two games they blew people out and they still didn't have the ball. Like they had the ball a lot, but the the I would say real life game time, right? Was short. It really was because they're running the ball well. They get a turnover, they get a short three and out, and they run the ball heavy again. I'm loving what we're seeing out of that. And I think that's gonna be the reason they're gonna get after Mahomes, force maybe not three and outs, but some some six and outs, whatever it, it needs to be, and, and and get off the field and really let this this offense shine in terms of their line because listen you can't block all of the guys that are coming from the eagles 
and you can block hopefully Chris Jones. That that's the game. So for me, I'm feeling Jeff. I'm feeling confident. I'm. I know you don't want to hear that almost, or maybe you do, but it, it's like I'm feeling good about what the Eagles are bringing on defense. And and one thing I'll add to about the the run pass option that I, I forgot to include in, in my analysis there is what was the one team that we saw really neutralize it? The Bears this season, right? Against the Eagles. And that was because their linebackers were able to shoot the gaps and do a lot of stunts and twists and turns to be able to to fill those gaps where where the holes are open up in the read option uh, for um, for Jalen Hurts, Miles Sanders, or whoever. The Chiefs don't do that. It's a it's a zone shell coverage. So it's just like any time that those and it's going to be a lot. I think uh, look a lot like what you saw last week with the 49ers, where you're going to have one or two linebackers just standing around waiting to try to make a move. Um, they're not going to be able to shoot the gaps. Yeah. So, so there's a few things there that I, I want to touch on um, to that last point there, Scotty, and, and why Kansas city's defense is actually starting to worry me a little bit is Steve Spagnola, right? Steve Spagnola is, he, he does a great job of developing his talent, right? Especially younger players, getting them up to speed and getting them playing their best football come playoff season, right? He's done it. How many different teams has he been, a lights out defensive coordinator for, right? He's won two Super Bowls in uh, with the Giants as the defensive coordinator. He's won one with Kansas City. He's he's like a borderline Hall of Fame defensive coordinator and he was a decent head coach. It wasn't great, but he was a decent head coach when he was there with the St. Louis Rams. Um the reason Spags worries me so much is because what Spags does better than anybody else and what has made him so valuable in this role is his ability to create specific game plans for teams that they play in the postseason right Mm -hmm. they know they can't play basic shell coverage they know that they have to get their linebackers flowing and moving they know that they're probably gonna have to play around with some five front they know that right now the the best matchup for chris jones is probably one-on-one with lane johnson which you would never say ordinarily but with a banged up lane johnson the one thing he struggled with, and it's all over the game tape with the Eagles. You saw it with Nick Bosa last week or two weekends ago, right? You saw it even with a little bit of Kayvon Thibodeau is that flat-out bull rush, right? And instead of it being Nick Bosa, who is objectively a huge guy, right, and Kayvon Thibodeau, who's not particularly big, you're dealing with Chris Jones, a guy who's an interior defensive lineman with the athleticism of a guy who can play outside. I shared the stat with, with Scotty last week video, and you didn't get a chance to hear it, but uh, Chris Jones double teamed more than any defensive lineman in the NFL, yeah. but also had the highest pass rush win rate of interior defensive linemen of the entire yeah. league, despite being double teamed 70% of the time, which is outrageously good. Now, of course, you're playing the, the best offensive line in football, right? So there's going to be things that Jeff Stoutland does to help neutralize a lot of that. And I think that's going to help the Eagles uh, offensively won a Super Bowl with the Niners. The two things, and this is, I think, why I have so much anxiety about this, right? Is because the two biggest things are the two biggest complete unknowns. We don't know how healthy Jalen Hurts' shoulder is, and we don't know how healthy Patrick Mahomes' ankle is. And what are the two things, right? If if as an Eagles fan, right? If Mahomes is a little banged up and uh, Hurts is good to go throwing the ball, it it should be Eagles minus like six and a half, right? If those two things are true. If it's Jalen and Mahomes are both healthy, we have a shootout. Hammer the over. If both of those things are true, because no matter what you do, right? I was listening to Mina Kimes earlier today, and she thinks it actually makes sense for the Eagles to play a bunch of man-to-man, particularly on Travis Kelsey. 
because that is your best chance at shutting down Travis Kelsey. His numbers when getting guarded man-to-man are significantly worse than when he has the opportunity to go and play in his own. However, the danger of that is then you're turning your back to the quarterback. The the wide receivers have opportunities to break into open space a lot easier on broken plays, right, where we've seen Mahomes be so damaging. And, of course, it's the 12-yard run on third and 11 when you feel like you finally have them stopped that Mahomes is able to break off and pick up a backbreaking first down. Very similar to what Jalen's done to teams all year. If Jalen's shoulder is not great, and if you look at his five worst passing performances have been the last five games he played, even going back to the week before Chicago, um, though they didn't really have to do much against that Giants game. They beat the shit out of the Giants um, in that game. So he didn't have to throw the ball that great, but he has progressively gotten less and less accurate in his last five starts. Now, part of that is, Well, they're not throwing the ball as much. He hasn't had time to get into a rhythm, right? And teams have not been able to stop the run. So, of course, they're going to go with the run. And and, and you will take that as an Eagles fan. But if his shoulder is not 100%, it's got to be game control. And especially if Mahomes is looking healthier, that's a huge problem for the Eagles. If if Jalen's arm doesn't look as good as it did when he was crazy accurate and was slinging it over the middle, and especially the go route, right, the deep ball stuff – That's when Jalen has been so dangerous this year when he scrambles or they have designed runs and he throws a perfectly thrown deep ball to, to whether it's Quez or AJ or Devontae or any of those guys, like the Eagles need that to go toe to toe with Mahomes. If Mahomes is healthy, we just have no idea. So going into it, we'll probably know. And that's why I think one of my favorite prop bets of, of the game is the first quarter under, because I think the first quarter is going to be a lot of feeling each other out. Right. The Eagles offense, a lot of times this year, hasn't – I mean, they score on they score on the first drive um, against, you know, inferior teams. But you're going up against a really good team here, right? And they could, you know, grind the ball all the way down, punch it in just like they did against San Francisco, right? That could totally happen. I could totally see that happening. But the Eagles also like to figure out what it is that you're trying to do defensively and say, okay, you're doing that. Well, we're going to start calling these plays because if you're focusing here, you don't have an answer for this. But, again, that is all dependent on how healthy Jalen's shoulder is. And on the other side, it's going to be the same thing with the Chiefs, right? They're going to try to neutralize the pass rush for the Eagles. They're going to throw a lot of running back screens, which scares the shit out of me. And if TJ and Kazir and CJ Garner-Johnson are on it and they're making tackles, right, they're bringing down Pacheco one-on-one, which is hard to do, as we've learned, and they minimize and they can actually get some pressure on Mahomes, I think it's going to take some time. So I like the first quarter under um, in, in this game because I think both teams are going to play a little bit of a little bit coy with each other to try to figure first out half. what what they want to do first quarter first first half under would be intriguing too but remember the second quarter of the eagles has been what they've been so good on right now so that's kind of where again a more nuanced response as Mm -hmm. to why my head is just like the two biggest things that are going to determine this game are the health of the two quarterbacks and we're not going to know until they take snaps on sunday night so i love it man no uh, what do you think jeff so what are some of the other prop bets that you've seen that that you're loving like are there are there different ones, or do you just want to go through them? How how do you want to hit these? Because I'm I'm interested specifically, and in also the Eagles' first quarter. For some reason, I, I think it's like minus 0.5, and I'm like, you know what? I would take the Eagles to just run the ball well and maybe get three early on, train the time, and play some good D. What what are your thoughts? Um, I I agree. Um, I so there's a few that I like in this game. Um, I, I've been leaning more towards defensive props. Um. Because there's a what, there's a few offensive props I really really like, but defensively, first thing that I was looking at is 
if the Eagles win, X happens, right? So I've been looking at things like um, like sacks, interceptions, turnovers, all that kind of stuff. Um, okay. To- total sacks in the game. Right now, the over-under set at five and a half. Oh, over. See, I like the under in this game. I, now, there's a few things that could, uh, you know, potentially change this, right? Um, one of which would be Jalen sliding behind the line of scrimmage when getting pressure, right? Mahomes running out of bounds as he's trying to get back, right? Those things are things that go down in the stat book as sacks. However, I think both teams' offensive lines are really good. And I think the player most likely to get a sack, and again, if we're saying if, if X happens, then Eagles win. If Y happens, that in the knee, like those, that's one of the things. Hassan Reddick to get a sack, I believe, is plus one fifty right now. Um, so I like that one. All right. I like that one a lot. Yeah. Um, total sacks by Philadelphia set at two and a half. I like the over on that, but you're getting minus one fifty odds. So I'm not a huge fan there. Um, total interceptions over under one and a half. I like the over here. I, I really because I think Jalen has done a good job at protecting the football, but I I, I think there's going to be one or two plays, and I think Mahomes is going to be susceptible of it as well. It could be a, a tipped interception, right? CJ Garner Johnson tied with league league at interception. All six of his interceptions have come off of deflected and or overthrown passes generated from the pass rush. He's been in the right place at the right time a lot, and I think he's going to have a chance to do that again in this game. Um, I. I, so those are a few off the bat. I'm trying to find that Hassan Reddick number, um, but we'll we'll get there. There we go, player props. Um, but I would say defensively, that's kind of the stuff I'm looking at here. Um, offensively, there's some really, really fun stuff here, okay? So um, on FanDuel, you can do NFL player props from the entire postseason, right? So most playoff passing yards in the 2022-2023 season. Right now, Mahomes is at 521. Burrow is at 721. So Mahomes Mahomes would have to throw for over 200 yards in this game to get that, which he could very much do. Yeah. So much so that FanDuel has him at minus 950. No way. To throw over 200 yards in this game. That makes sense, though. It, for for sure, knowing Mahomes, it's very 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 possible. Um, Joe Burrow to hold on to that plus six hundred. You're getting six six to one odds, and on again, this, this is you know a, a pass interference call and a deep ball that could have been fifty yards, right? But they get yeah. the yardage down there. The Eagles generate some turnovers. The pass rush gets to them, and that's again a bet if you really really believe in Philadelphia, right? You're going, I'm all in on the Eagles to win this game, that might be a good one to sprinkle a little bit on top of. Um, Trying to see here. There's a few other ones that were interesting. Um, Travis Kelsey, it's the same thing, but for receiving yards, Travis Kelsey uh, to finish uh, as the number one receiver. Right now he's second behind Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase has 220. Kelsey has 176. Devontae Smith sitting there at 97. So, again, this would have to be an Eagles completely neutralized Travis Kelsey, and Devontae has one of those 150-yard games, plus 1,200 for Devontae Smith there um, to try to pull that one off. Not likely, not likely, but one that I think is uh, is is worth keeping an eye on. Uh, one I love, uh, yeah, speaking I of say. the Kelseys, is uh, is really out there. Um, it's just ridiculous almost, but – I would not put it past 
the Eagles to do this in the Super Bowl. I'm talking trick plays, folks. How about both Kelsey's scoring a touchdown in this game at plus 20,000? I, I kind of like you a even... fumble recovery. Like, honestly, that's what I'm thinking. A fumble recovery that goes forward on a, on a, a handoff near the goal line, bounces forward. Kelsey is the problem very is... where it jumps on it. Yeah, that's the only way because you would never put in Cam Jurgens as the backup center to do a snap on the goal line and then have Kelsey back there as a fullback. Like that's the only trick play I could think of. Yeah, that you could do that. Um, defensive or special teams touchdown, classic. That number is up to plus three hundred for yes. Um, and I was trying to find one here. I, I heard this on a, on a on a podcast and I thought it was it was kind of interesting. We've seen a lot of these last second touchdowns you know, fumble Ruski, you know, fumble in the, uh, on the pitch play, right? You're playing, mm-hmm. as Scott Hanson would say, pitchy, pitchy, woo-woo, right? You're running around, and then it gets scooped up. There's a, a, like a last a last touchdown, um, I believe. It's it's a it's like a last touchdown scored, um, and oh, it's like what, it? what kind of – no, like what kind of play it is. Ooh. So it's it's the type of like what what's the last touchdown? Yeah, last TD – um, and, and so one of them is a defense and one of them you could do defense. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's like insane, like insane odds. I'm trying to um, find this on Barstool. I'm looking at different apps here myself. Yeah, it is tough. I, Cause I, I found about 40 that I liked and I should have done a better job at writing them down. I was like, oh, I'll be able to find them. I remember they are. Uh, no, we have not been able to. Um, I don't know if anyone else is in a newly legalized gambling state. I mean, obviously it was in PA for a while, but like in Ohio, I'm in Ohio right now. And it's so funny because all of the, uh, all of the different promos and everything, let me just say this right now. If you're listening and you're in a state that has new apps that you can do, there are so many free bets that you need to get all of the apps during the Super Bowl. get five apps, just get five apps, put some money in each. Let me tell you what, you are going to make out with all the money back that you get. Yeah. Anyway, that's oh, the I, I found it by the way. Yeah. So defense to score last touchdown plus eleven hundred. Uh, mm. but here's one that I like even more under that same one: quarterback to score the last touchdown plus five hundred. What's been the most unstoppable play in the NFL all season? The Jalen Hurts sneak. Mm. I love. Think about it. the last touchdown scored in the game against San Francisco was a quarterback. Jalen Hurts at the goal line getting pushed in. Uh, and if you, you love that, there's one I just saw of uh, of shortest uh, length of the shortest touchdown scored uh, as a yes. prop bet. I, I forget what that was. Uh, shortest, too, but it's, that... it's over one and a half, over under one oh, and a half yeah. yards. Hammer it with Jalen. Yeah, well, that's... But that's, that would assume that there's a, there's a goal line yeah. push at some point, which a lot of Super Bowls, we do tend to see that happening. Um, um, I will throw this out. So l- let's just say this too. One of my favorite prop bets, uh, our boy Grant Calcaterra, friend of the pod, is um, plus eight thousand for a anytime touchdown. They've been running three tight ends all year. They haven't thrown to him out of it. This is the time to change it up. I think on a, a four, like a little too long, like a fourth and three. I think they could do a little play action to him. And uh, so like five dollars to win four hundred, not bad. Not bad. Throw that out there. Other other prop bet that I've has gotten some heat recently. The coin toss. Let's take a minute here. The Ooh. coin toss. The Exotic last eight bets. teams. <laughs> the last eight teams that have won the coin toss have lost the Super Bowl. Really? That is a fact. Yes. So 
I want to just talk about this for a quick second because I'm always a tails never fails kind of guy. So um, that's what I'm going with. Uh, I put a hundred bucks on it every year. Like we said last year, right? You set the tone for your Super Bowl party. You bet on the coin toss and you make sure everyone gets quiet. You're like, no, I got a lot of money on this. And everyone else is like, oh my God, what's happening right now? And everyone will be like, all right, we got some serious boys in here for the game. Or, or gals, whoever's gambling big time. It, it sets a tone. You're going to want to get that done. Uh, and, and yeah, coin toss winners in the last um, eight years uh, going backwards, right? Like Cincinnati won the toss, lost to the Rams. Kansas City won the toss, lost to the Bucks, And it just keeps going back and back and back all the way to Seattle losing um, and – or Seattle winning and New England beat them the 28-24. Huh. to 24. Yeah, so, New yeah, England, yeah, I guess New England did win that because the Eagles had the ball first in that Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. No, that's well. The other thing about the coin toss that really bothers me is, and this is a total sports book thing, it's minus 104 for each. It's they yeah. don't give you even odds. Just no, they're making money. You're making so much money on this night. You're making <laughs> you so one. much money. <laughs> and I'm sure the fact that you're guaranteed to make a ton of money one way or the other off of that is why that but just make it even odds. How much what is the margin between being minus 104 and just being flat out even odds? Especially on that, because only yeah. degenerates are betting it. Give the DGENs one. Come on. Give us and if, one. And if that's the thing that gets somebody into betting, like that's the first bet that they're making, you know, a bunch yeah. of new states are always, I think Massachusetts just got legalized recently. You know, the DGENs up in Boston are going to be all over it. Shout out. Like, come on. What are we doing? Um, yeah, here's, uh, uh, I was going to say, I got a good one for you backed up with some numbers. I know you like, you like a good stat go. backed up with numbers, both of you boys. Largest lead of the game. Over under 14 and a half. The under has the under has hit in the last 20 times here, 16 and four. The under has hit. So right now it's plus 106 to hit the over, but the under minus 132, 16 and four in the last 20, the under has hit 14 and a half. If this is as close a game as people think, there's a good chance that this under will hit seems like a good way to make some uh some money there but again based off what the numbers been telling us but i also feel like you know we had the blowout super bowl in 19 or 20 was it the the yeah the 2020 season the the last time the, the chiefs were in mm-hmm. are we are we due for another one are we gonna get a really good super bowl here it's 16 and 5 on the under go birds <laughs> Right. Oh, hey, you know what? I wouldn't hate that. I will happily lose that bet if it means the Eagles, the Eagles are up for 15 points. I don't give a shit as long as they don't blow <laughs> blow the lead. Yeah, no, I love that. But there was one bet we we all love, and we we're talking about a bit. And Jeff, you have a unique perspective on this. We're talking national anthem, everybody. We're talking about what everyone loves to bet. Again, set the tone at your Super Bowl party. You bet the national anthem, and who's the singer this year, Jeff? Chris Stapleton. Okay. Okay. So Chris is a country singer, country music um, star. Uh, you you were talking about his tempo and his pace, but also his runs with notes. Give give the people an insight. And if you guys don't know, Jeff Gimple's an incredible singer. You wow. probably don't know it. I mean, obviously he has it's a true. great radio voice here, but this kid can belt out some tones, not just hold a note. Ha. So tell us, Jeff, more about what I'm happens the plumber. with Chris Stapleton. I'm I'm far from an incredible singer. I can hold my uh, own. I can hold my own in front of a microphone here and there, that's, but. Um, well, what I, what I would think here, and again, this is purely speculate speculation, right? I hear you hear country artists, male country artists in particular, 
And knowing Chris Stapleton's voice, I mean, he does have an awesome, he's one of my favorite singers out there because just his voice is the, it's so cool. And I think he's going to do an amazing job. But I could absolutely see this being a much more, oh, say, can you see, you know, like way more up-tempo versus like the, you know, the, the not to, you know, stereotype female singers only, but like female singers, they like to belt it out. They like to drag it out more and more. I think Chris Stapleton's going to be about efficiency. I think a little bit of the nerves too. Like when anytime Ivo ever sung the national anthem or really performed anything, your body has a tendency to speed up. It's some, it's like that adrenaline, the nerves, your body has a tendency to speed up the tempo. Now he's a seasoned vet. He's toured across the world. He's going to be perfectly fine. I have no doubt. And he'll have some sort of um, he'll have the tempo in his ear. So he should be able to stay on pace with it. But my gut feeling is I think he's going to kind of power through this one a little bit. So I don't know what the over under is set at, but I would lean under just knowing Chris Stapleton and some of his music. I mean, he can belt it out, but he's got this real raspy, like such a unique voice. I, I have a feeling it's going to be a little bit more up-tempo. That's my gut. That's my gut feeling. But I could be very much wrong. Because like you said, Vito, this is a fun one that nobody knows. And and people, you know, people will see the rehearsal and they'll be like, oh, the time the rehearsal it was exactly, you know, one minute and 48 seconds or whatever. I don't think we're going to get into that that much. But I, I think it's, I think it's going to go under. That's my, that's my guess. Yeah. So, I mean, there have been different odds. I don't know what you're seeing, Scotty, but They've it's actually, all over the place. <laughs> yeah, it really is. It's like anywhere from 119, 119 seconds to 125 seconds I've seen. See, I would take then yeah. I would find I would shop around, find the highest number and then get the under on that. That would be that yeah. would be how I would play it. I love it. God, but I love it. What does that mean of us too if the first bet of the of the of the Super Bowl were hitting the over? I don't I don't know how I feel about that. I, I love mean, it. I, you know what I want to see, and and our boy Zach could probably work on this, but it would take a long time. I'd love to see the history of if the national anthem overhits, does the points overhit? Dude, oh, <laughs> you're right. Oh. That's, that's can we parlay of, that? That's, that's the kind I'm, of correlation of data that we need on this podcast. You're 100 right. 100 right. Um, all right, I want to get back to some of the football ones here because when we wrap up the pod today, I have I have some other ones that aren't necessarily stuff you're going to find on a on a um, you know, on a, a sports book at all, but it's going to be fun for us to kind of just make our picks for, cause it's not even over under or anything like that. You'll, you'll see when we get there. Um, going back to this, this is one I would say is in my top five favorite prop bets. Will both teams have the lead in the first half? Yes. Is plus plus one thirty six. Wow. I really like that. I love yeah. that bet. I think that's yeah. a home. I think that's a slam dunk. I, I think this game goes back and forth. I think you'll see both teams at some point in the first half uh, with a point up. And then same thing. Will both teams have a lead in the second half goes up to plus 138. Again, I think if this game goes as back and forth and is going to be as good as we think it's going to be, I think we're going to see that as well. I think we're going to see both teams get a chance to have a lead. Uh, if you want to get real frisky with it and say, hey, we're about to have an all-time type Super Bowl, will both teams have the lead in the fourth quarter up to – plus 250 so you're getting extra odds there two and a half to one odds i like that one uh scotty let's hear from you let's, do, do we have any player props specific player pop uh props that are maybe uh you know sticking out in your mind a little bit 
No, I, as I said, I love the Jalen Hurts uh, over on passing yards, um, despite what you think uh, might be going on with his shoulder. I think last saw that at like 241 and a half. Uh, I could be wrong on that, but I'm hammering that over. I think the, uh, the ability to not only force the Chiefs uh, into, into some um, out-of-character man coverage after the, he dominates them on the, uh, the uh, run-pass option, uh, will will he'll be able to rack up uh, a lot of those numbers and chunks in the in the vert passing game? Um, and even if it's not, man, like I said, you've got you've got two of the best route runners in the league on either side, uh, on either outside, and the best tight, not the best, probably one of the best if is up there, top three in terms of of bounce in in tight end in both blocking and 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 uh, receiving game. In Dallas Goddard, so um, I, I'm huge on the plus. You know, I, I just you talk about some of, some of the things you can do off of off of the the, the zone reads too, which includes screens to guys who can catch the ball quick and are quick out of the backfield, like Kenny or uh, Kenny Gainwell and uh, and uh, and Miles Sanders too, as well. And uh, I just I just think that he's going to have a, a really big passing day, um, whether that's in uh, in explosive plays or or whatnot but yeah that's i love that one too have you um have you guys seen this is on FanDuel. have you guys seen the the head-to-head stuff that's out there yeah. and the player props they're uh, fun there's a lot of fun pl- props out there um i love total number of players uh on the eagles and how many total players on the chiefs will record a reception so over unders at six and a half different players for the eagles uh, over under eight and a half for the Chiefs. How many different players do you think? Both teams do a really good job of complete. Both quarterbacks do a really good job of of throwing to the open guy, right? There's there'll be that one Jack Stoll catch or Grant Calcaterra catch, yeah. you know, that will get out of nowhere. There'll be the uh, the third string Forstner, whoever that is on on Kansas City. Pacheco and McKinnon probably both going to end up with a catch out of the backfield. Uh, I like both of those a lot here. Um, do we have any odds? I'm looking here for uh here we go going to the super bowl ones here um super bowl mvp odds yeah how are we feeling on that because right now i mean the runaway favorite for both teams are uh jalen obviously jalen and um and mahomes anyone else that you think could maybe crack in there i really don't i hate to say it man but these two quarterbacks have just killed it all year they're big narratives um I think that's your safe bet because the other guys are like, you could say Kelsey, maybe A.J. Brown was the other two top favorites there. But, I mean, defense, I don't think – I mean, think about this. Son Riddick, even if he has a repeat performance, probably wouldn't even get it over a quarterback, which is a shame. I'm not saying that's right or wrong. Well, no, I'm saying that's wrong. What I'm saying is that, right, the best player doesn't always win MVP, but quarterbacks in this game with these two names will win MVP. Well – Let's break it down a little bit, because I don't know if that's 100% true. I mean, if the game goes the way we think it's going to, yes. But I could absolutely see a world. I mean, we saw it last year, Cooper Cup, right? Cooper Cup takes over at the end. He ends up winning a Super Bowl mm-hmm. MVP. So it's not unprecedented, right? We see quarterbacks who I think we probably would have said the same thing going into last year's Super Bowl. We'd have to go look up the tape. Um, Travis Kelsey, plus 1,200. You know, That's if- good value. And I think there's a world where Kelsey has one of those monster days where it's 12, 13 catches and 150 yards and two touchdowns, right? 
Uh, I don't want to live in that world. And he, me neither, but he makes the big catch there at the end to win the Super Bowl, right? That could happen. To your Hassan Reddick point, I think Hassan Reddick's not at at the odds, plus 2,800. I know earlier in the week, I saw him upwards of plus 8,500, right? So it always depends on where where you're looking for it. Um, Mm. I'm seeing right now plus 2,800, same as Devontae Smith. If it's again, if uh, what was the the Super Bowl where the the, the your Broncos player, right? What was his name? Who had the um, wasn't it the Bronco, or was it the Seattle player no. against your Broncos? Who was the defensive player who won the MVP? It was it was um, it was Seattle. the Carolina Super Bowl, wasn't it? That's where Von Miller won MVP. Oh yeah, so yeah, Von Miller did too. Same thing, right? Yeah. I mean, that would probably be a blowout. That would be like Hassan Reddick has two and a half sacks and somehow scores a touchdown or something. I think that's possible. But to your point though, like uh, you got to remember too, and you got to think of the history of the game, look at previous MVPs. A lot of them who have not been quarterbacks have been receivers in the last two decades. And that's a safe bet. So the Kelsey bets good, AJ Brown, Devontae Smith. It would be cool with Devontae Smith just because it's like, Oh, you want a Heisman and a Super Bowl MVP. That's pretty fucking cool. But outside of that, you know, another, another bet, um, that I've been loving, Jeff, if you don't mind, is uh please. Um, okay, so so I saw this one and this grabbed my attention big time. Cause I think both of these core these coaches are so creative and both quarterbacks, we think they're mm. injured in some way, but they're playing really well. It's any player to have a completion, a pass completion, a reception, and a rushing attempt is plus nine hundred. And I think both teams have the ability to do that. Now, Mahomes with his ankle, we'll see, whatever. But you got to remember, too, right? Like, even, even a wide receiver, um, you know, getting a pass behind the line is is one. Then you do them on a reverse and throw it. Just I, I think there's the option there for plus 900 with Andy Reid and Sirianni. I'll, I'll take that any day. I like that. Now, here's the one thing, though. There's no way that you because I was actually going to bring this up because there's another prop bet on FanDuel that is uh, any player, uh, just any player to any non QB, sorry, to have one plus passing touchdowns plus 2000. Right. So a Philly special, you know, as it were, right. Something like that. I wouldn't put it past Sirianni to be that brazen to try to do the same shit in the Super Bowl. But also, I kind of hope he doesn't because wasn't it the game against the Niners last year, Scotty, in 2021 when we played you guys that he tried to run a Philly special in his second game as the Eagles coach and he just got blown up for fucking nothing? I think it was Greg yeah. Ward was the one that was passing yep. it. And we're like, who the hell is this guy? What is he doing? You know? Yeah. Well, I, to your point, I think it's Andy Reid. I think Andy Reid's like, oh, yeah, you had the Philly special? Guess what, bro? I was there too. And I was there longer than you, Doug. And let me show you a different version where we're going to do a double back yeah. pat, like a different play, but Mahomes still catches the ball like over the middle yeah. this time. And everyone freaks like, out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I we have the best see... quarterback in the Super Bowl, but we're going to utilize him as a receiver. Well, and we know that K- Kansas city, when they get down near the goal line, they love to move Mahomes or move uh, Kelsey under center. I yeah. could definitely see like a tight end pop pass situation, right? You get him in shotgun, he runs and that they have one of the backup tight ends suffer along to the backside of the end zone. Kelsey jumps up, hits the little pop pass. I could see that. Um, again, I don't want to see that. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, here's a great one. And I wish you got better odds, but I feel like they kind of did this one specifically because the Eagles are playing. 
Will either team convert a fourth down attempt in their own territory? Yes is plus 120. And we know hmm. we know Sirianni's good for that. He does that all the time. And that could be the 47. That could be the 49 even, right? That could be all the way up to midfield, but just technically one yard behind. You're technically in your own you know, zone. I kind of love that bet because I do know Sirianni's going to go for it the first fourth down opportunity he has. The fourth, you know, he did it last week or two weeks ago against San Francisco. I I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't uh, either. Same I, thing I with an offensive touchdown scored on a fourth down plus two seventy, getting a little bit better odds. I like that. Uh, Eagles are minus two eighty for a successful fourth down conversion at all, which like just goes to show you how lethal that that first down, you know, the the, the two handed push. Um. It's going to be, it's going to be interesting. Um, do you guys have I, any other prop bets here? Cause some of the head to head stuff is really fun. I, I like some of the rushing stuff here too. I think one other thing is uh, to your point on defense sacks. So player to record the first sack. There's a lot of value here. Fletcher Cox plus 1600, Brandon Graham plus 1200. There's some really big value there, like 12 mm-hmm. to one and 16 to one for two of the biggest guys on, on the defense, you know, Reddick, uh, and Chris Jones and Frank Clark are all above them. But still, I think those guys are guys you come in on a third down package anyway. Brandon Graham, I'd take any day to get the first sack for 12 to 1 odds. I mean, I think that's that's where I'm living on, on that defensive side on the sack rate. I like that. I like that. Um, I love um because I think it'll be you know a tight ball game that's going to be played most of most of the mostly between the 20s. Um and so uh, I'm looking here at, at which player will have the most kicking points. Now it's not great on value. Harrison Buckers at minus 124, Jake Elliott minus 102. This is something you throw into a into a card to to sort of boost your odds a little bit. But I love Jake Elliott there at 102. That's pretty good value for me on the kicking points. Yeah. See uh, both teams to make a 33 plus yard field goal minus three, 102. I like that odds. Not yeah. great, but. Uh, I'm trying to see if it was on FanDuel that I saw that. Yeah, here we go. This is a new one. And Vito, you tell me if you've ever seen this before. And then I have to find that one that I wanted to tell you about. Uh, total successful field goal distance. So if you add up all of the combined field goals, the total wow. distance, the over-under is set at, it's over, uh, over under set at 115 and a half. Wow, that's low. I would say over. Wow, I, that's uh, that's first of all incredible bet. I've never heard of that before, and I'm so glad you brought it to me. Having a new bet is having like a first kiss with a new girl. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's just something that you'll just never forget. Is hearing that one? It's incredible, man. Wow, I, I can't believe that. Because think about 115. You're just talking about really three to four field goals around uh, three field goals around 40 yards, and you're crushing that. So. I, I think I like that over a lot, but both these teams like to go for it in that spot. So I don't know, but uh, I would take that for sure. Yeah, I think it's, I, I think in the Super Bowl too, I just, I feel like we're going to see both teams being real aggressive. You know, I think I just, it's just my, my, my gut feeling is just, I think, because Andy Reid's been pretty conservative, you know, and we'll get into this stuff as we, um, you know, as we talk about later on, uh, and, and on Friday's pod as we kind of do our full breakdown and give our picks and everything. But I think one of the big things that actually weirdly enough is working in the Eagles favor is the game management stuff. 
You know, Mahomes, Andy Reid, great coach. But the one, and I can tell you as somebody who rooted for him for years and years, um, Mahomes has a, or uh, Andy Reid has a tendency to screw up some pretty big time, like in-game decisions. And I, I don't think he's nearly as bad as he used to be when he was in Philly, but Sirianni has yeah. basically been flawless at that since he's been with the Eagles. So I think that aggressiveness is going to kind of come out in the Super Bowl, And I think the Eagles have the advantage there in the game management stuff because Sirianni has been doing it all year. And if Andy Reid starts to get aggressive in the Super Bowl, that might be an opportunity for the Eagles to sneak in. So um, going off of what we were just saying there with your, uh, with that total, what was it called? It was the total distance scored or whatever. Yeah. Total distance yeah. of field goals. Yeah, it might be interesting. Um, yeah, Scotty, any other ones for you? I'm trying to find this one that's talking talking there. about your coach's aggression, uh, or both of them really uh, in the Super Bowl. Result of the first coach's challenge. Ooh, play stands plus one hundred, overturn minus one thirty. Mm. I'm gonna say stands just because of uh, that's how the NFL for the value for yeah. these are right now. If you guys, by the way. Quick plug. If you want to watch a sick uh, interview, Gene Sterator on the Pat McAfee show last week. Great interview. Just wow. talking about what responsibility different refs have. Like, hey, I got the guard to tackle on this play. And it's a good insight before you watch the Super Bowl and yell at refs. So, fun fact. I think I'll be yelling at refs one way or another. Uh, <laughs> all right. Let's take a quick break here. We'll come back. I got a few other more family-friendly ones. These are also ones I'm going to be sharing on the radio show that I do. Well, some of them are going to uh, try to get some kids calling in because that's what I did when I was a kid. It was my introduction to sports betting, and my dad didn't even know about it. So, uh, Long time, first time. time. Yeah, long time, first time. And I'm also going to find uh, what that that play was that I've been trying to find or what that bet was I've been trying to find. So we'll do that on the other side and get you on your way to the rest of your week. Close out the pod today. Uh, like I said, I have a few kind of fun, more random stuff, stuff I used to do with my parent, family and uh, whenever we'd have people over for a, a Super Bowl party and uh, and we'll we'll get everyone set here and, and we'll we'll get in more into like what we're doing on Friday. I did make my decision from last week. We were talking about it. I did make my decision. Yeah. I will be going to the pint. I'll be there. We're going to get there early. We're going to shake hands, kiss some babies, do the whole nine. So I'm, okay. you know, I'm a part of it and everyone sees yeah. me. And then uh, once the game gets started, I, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be pretty locked in. Probably not gonna sit the whole time. Um, so send a prayer to my knees because I think they're good. They're gonna need it. Um, nobody make a joke there. I know people at home I, listening. I, and I, yep, I know. Yep. Uh, before we do that though, Vito, I have to ask you because I found the prop bet. Okay. Does the word in the context of uh, NFL sports gambling octopus? mean anything to you yes it does wow yeah okay. it does Veed, uh, Scotty, do you know what this is i do yes wow so okay so i'm late to this i have never heard of this i was and you scrolling. watch red zone <laughs> i was scrolling i've never heard scott hansen say the word octopus oh my god yeah, that's how i know it it's from um, actually scotty yeah i mean i will say i've been a late Nick chubb I, did it this year <laughs> i was gonna say i've been a bit of a late adapter to to red zone i didn't grow up watching red zone it's been within the last couple of years of my life that i've really become friendly was like with our friend Scott Hansen. Um, but for those at home who may not know, uh, an octopus is any player to record a touchdown and a two point conversion on the same play or same drive, I guess. The same, yeah. Yeah. So it's touchdown and then 
it's not really a time down because it's an extra point, but you guys know what I meant. Yeah, same scoring drive. Totally. Touchdown and a two-point conversion uh, is an octopus, which I had never heard before. So here, here I was thinking I was going to teach you guys something, and I just look like an asshole. So No, it's because it's uh, our Uncle Scott Hansen over there uh, hooking us up on Red Zone taught us. Because same, Scotty, I learned it from there. It's an incredible thing. It happens probably like, what, once a year throughout Maybe. all of the weeks? Yeah. It's I think really I saw rare. it once this year. Like I said, I, I'm pretty sure. Actually, I know it was at least once because Nick Chubb had it and he was on my yeah. fantasy team. Scott, but Jeff, to your point, if there, is there a bet for that in the Super Bowl? And if so, oh. like what? what is there that? is uh Yes is plus 1,300, which I'm trying to think of like how would that work? The only thing I could think of, I think it'd be more likely with the Chiefs because the Eagles, if they go for it on two, pass it more often than they run it. Uh, even say from, not the double Jalen. Yeah. Um, so, so Jalen like one hand and then maybe they run for a pass and he scrambles into the end zone. Um, I could, yeah. I could see back to back runs like a run in and then they go for, for two and they hand it off and just get the push for two yards. I mean, honestly, that play is so good. They probably could get it in from the two yard line if they wanted to. I, I would be mad if Sirianni did that in the Super Bowl. I think it'd be more likely like a Travis Kelsey yeah, but, touchdown. Yeah. That's what I think. Yeah, but it's for just for any player. So you don't have to pick the player, just any oh. player to record an octopus plus 1300. Um, I would love to know that's your homework for Friday's pod, Vito. You got to you got to find the background of why the hell it's called. An, oh, because it's eight points. Eight. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. it's it, the, the player gets in fantasy eight points. I figured off of that drive. I figured. It um, yeah, you got it. We got there. All right. Uh, if um, you but uh, plug, if you haven't seen my octopus teacher on Netflix from South Africa, where my dad grew up, uh, Cape Town, beautiful movie, won a won a award last year. That is true. Did mm-hmm. awesome, great plug. <laughs> no no connection to this pod other than that. No. Not, didn't pay us. <laughs> Believe it or not, the movie that came out almost two years ago did not pay us for uh, a mention on the podcast. But are you it serious? Is, I know Super Bowl week, Jeffrey. Super. Sorry Bowl. guys, I'm going out free ads. It's my bad. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. <laughs> Um, all right. So what I have here is my dad used to make a spreadsheet when we were kids and for the Super Bowl. And we would have we never had big Super Bowl parties, but maybe, you know, 10 people would kind of come over and we'd make some food and hang out. And my dad would make a spreadsheet and he would have about 30 things on it. And we're not going to do 30 things. There. I have six for you guys, about 30 things. and They could be all over the place. Right. Things like the coin toss, uh, the national anthem, stuff that we kind of went over more fun. Again, family commercials. Things. You know, team that would score the first touchdown, you know, very basic, basic things. But what you just said there, Scotty, is one of the things that we focus on a lot, which was the commercials. It was a heavy dosage of commercials. Right. So I have some questions here. Uh, I have five are commercial related. One is not. um, And we're going to go through we're going to make our our guesses here, because, again, it's not there aren't options here. So you got to pick one thing that you think it's going to be. And. We'll see how we do at the end. I'm going to write them all down. So the first question here, what kind of product will be the first commercial? Now, the first commercial, according to Tom Gimple, was the first commercial after the national anthem. Oh, okay. So the first commercial after the net. Now, I have to ask this this because my my recollection was it was national anthem, then coin flip. It was like national anthem, commercial. Coin flip commercial kickoff. Is that about right? Or are those two? I'm glad you asked, Jeffrey, because we've been to a lot of Super Bowls lately, the San Francisco 49ers. So I'll tell you, it's uh, 
No, I don't know. It's <laughs> I think it's God, it's yeah, right well. after the coin toss. Yeah. We've all been to two in our lifetime now. So, we, so why we're don't we all say this? Equal. Whichever no, no, whichever one your lifetime. <laughs> well, we'll my lifetime, with, I've seen four. <laughs> we'll go with coin toss because I think it goes national anthem commercial coin toss commercial and then kickoff so we'll say after the coin toss because that's really the are we counting like the the playthroughs you know they do the double box in the uh i don't think they're gonna do that this game. yeah i, I don't know, i don't think they'll do that for the super bowl i mean they might, so, they might yes, at some we'll point, yes but that would be more in the middle of the game but so i think yeah. it'll be i think it'll be i will we'll say coin flip and then commercial and then kickoff so okay and the so, coin flip is the first thing that actually is working towards the game it's like the, the first official I thing that agree. impacts the game itself so we'll say post coin toss what products so this could be it can be generic car beer insurance like key this is vague we're just looking for a genre God. product if, of some if this was here. the regular season i would have said drugs like a pharmaceutical thing but it's not mm. everyone everyone keep that in mind you can't believe you pharmaceutical commercials in the super bowl it's too much so Let's talk about that. I, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and say the first people out there is going to be someone like an insurance. I'm going to go Geico. I'm going to go someone like that. You can put me. How down about the insurance. host? Of, the host of the Super Bowl that has Alliance their, their quarterback maybe. and and coach in there. It's going to be state. It's going to be a State Farm commercial. It's yeah, the stadium it's at the state. Got Mahomes. Stadium. Yeah, yeah. It's it's going to yeah. be insurance. You're 100 right, Vito. So my my dark horse on this is that. You know those awful Jesus commercials that I've ranted about on the pod? Before? Oh, yes. yeah. So yes, I that would be I, so perfect. I saw an article that said that they bought up a ton of ad space in this uh, Super Bowl, which I'm not looking forward to. Uh, so there's I'm part of me that goes, going. but would they go with the, would that be the first one? Would the if first I was them, one be a Jesus commercial? If I was them, it would be. It would be. I think but, I'm gonna, uh, I think we're going to go a little outside the box here. I think it's going to be like an elect, like a, like a, like an electronics, like an Apple commercial, okay. like Apple or phone, like an electronics based. Commercial. Meta. Yeah. Any yeah. of those. Yeah. I like that. That's a good one. Electronics, I can see some social media. Yeah. Like that, that kind of world. I think that's what we're going to be. Uh, all right. Uh, number two, what will be the first beer brand that we see in a commercial in Super Bowl 57? I'm now, going Bud I, Light because it's Philly, man. All right, Bud, Bud Light because it's Philly. Philly. I now, think I'm, they have to, and maybe not bring it back, but they're going to do something with that, and I think that's the right move for them. Now, I do have to, I have to, I have to leave with this caveat. There is a uh, campaign between Miller Light and Coors Light where they are doing joint Super Bowl commercials here, and a way to see which commercial is going, which beer brand is the ultimate light beer brand. And they've been building up advertisements for it. I've heard them on Pardon My Take. So it's Coors Light and it's Miller Light. So if there is a combo ad with both, if you pick one, I'll give you, I'll give it to you both. Or you might just have to pick that as as both. But I think I'm just saying Bud Light. Just to Bud say, Light. I think they might just say, you know what? You guys can have your cute competition. We're still the best. And that's the kind of attitude that commercial would have. I like it. All right. Scotty? Um, America's Game gets a foreign beer. It's going to be Heineken. Ooh. Ooh. I give you I give you a plus six fifty for that. I like I'll it. I'll take say. I'll take that all day. <laughs> I think I think it's I think the first one is gonna be that Coors Light Miller Light combo. I'm gonna call it a combo too, because I think the first one that introduces whatever this theme that's gonna be out there throughout the night in the commercials, I think the first one is going to be 
the Coors Light Miller Light combo featuring both on TV. I already saw a TV commercial with both of them on it earlier. I'm going to go Coors Light Miller Light combo on the first beer brand that we see. Okay. Though I really do. I should take Bud Light for Philly Philly. Um, all right. Next up here. First food brand. So this can be fast food. This can be uh, a specific product, but we're looking for food here. Hard not to go McDonald's because of the money and the fact that something like, man, I'm going Chipotle. Something in my heart says Chipotle. We're going there. Hmm. Maybe I'm just hungry. Keep keep in mind the average cost of a Super Bowl commercial this year, a new high, $7 million. In honor of John Elway. That's right. Are we are we counting like like soft drinks? No, no soft drinks. Just going food. Just food. We're not muddy in the water with any of that liquid nonsense. We're going right. just food. Liquid nonsense. All right. Uh, I'm going to go. Uh, if it's Doritos, liquid, it's seems beer. easy. Yeah. Ooh, Doritos. Damn it. Well, we didn't say it was a draft, so Doritos was my pick as well. I'm going to yeah. roll. Well, so here's the thing, though. because like, I don't Doritos- count that as food. I count that as a snack. Well, no, no, that that counts. I said like What's any singular what? product works. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Right, I said okay. I, I said you could do fast food or any singular food, but we've seen a lot of those like uh, isn't it like Frito Lay? Don't they own Doritos and yep. they own? So like, could we see a combo one that has like a bunch that's of what them I, in it? That's so, what I asked about it because I was like PepsiCo. Like oh, that seems easy. I'm glad you asked this, Jeff. I, a long time ago, just so you guys know, I used to combine Fritos, Doritos cheetos anything with o's and then call them vetoes and i put them in a bag in a plastic bag and sell them at my elementary school so let me tell you what hustle vetoes slash frito lay are going to kill it this year i'm changing my bet i'm joining the team and we're going to lay vito lay <laughs> well i don't i think you have to pick one i think we each have to because i'm going with doritos right, Guys going with, with doritos no you can pick frito you can pick it you can all be in on nah. doritos we can ride it together I'm going Cool Ranch for an extra extra point. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> We're just gonna put that's your prop bet for <laughs> yeah, the prop bet. bet is just that Cool Ranch. <laughs> it'll is show up. First. Yeah, it'll uh, show up. But the marketing side, red is a more memorable color. This is why you always see nacho cheese on their commercials and not the yeah. blue. So there you go. There's that. There's that business minor kicking in for me. Um, <laughs> all right, number four. This is the Tom Gimple special. Yes or no? Will there be a talking animal in a commercial? Yes, Geico. Yes. What's no. The... What, wait, wait. Animation does not count. Oh, wait a minute. So it has to yeah. be. It has to be like, uh, you know, like if the Budweiser, if they pumped in some voice for the Budweiser, like it can't be fully animated. Like if they if they move the mouth and something comes out, because remember, like in years past, there would be like chimps that would be like kind of puppets. Or they would like yeah. ad- just adjust the mouth to make it look like the mouth was the talking. The Budweiser frogs, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the Budweiser frogs. So it can't be fully animated. Like the Geico Gecko doesn't count. Oh, I'm out. You're saying yeah. no. I was gonna I'm... say I was gonna say the Experian cow with John Cena, but no, that's a that's a no for me. But because it, go... it's animated, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna go yes. I think it's. The way I would say it's it's kind of like porn. Like, you know, you'll know it when you see it. Like whether or not it counts as the fully animated. Like a Chick-fil-A. Or not. Yeah, yeah, like a Chick-fil-A cow talking. Like those are like 
they are like but animation has gotten so good so we, we will leave it up to discretion we can have a vote on it depending on which way it goes but i think i think that's i'm, I'm going yes just for tommy g um all right the one non-commercial based one very simple i haven't talked about it yet gatorade color Ooh. winning team is dumping what color gatorade wow I like how this is the one that's like the longest for me to even think about when it has no relevance to the game. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. Cause you know what I thought at first? It's like, what, what are the colors of the teams, right? We have green and white. We have red, we have yellow, we have white. The Eagles um, had yellow at the NFC championship game. They had uh light blue, I believe, or light blue or red in 17 when they poured the colors. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go with orange. That's I was going to say, Andrew, I believe when the Chiefs won it in 19, it was orange. I'm just going to go orange because that's that's my that's my stuff. That is, uh, that maybe is it's best. a Bronco fan and the fact that I refer to company as a bright orange logo. I don't know. Give me uh, give me the the one that you have when you're sick, the, the lime green. Ooh. Ooh, I like lime. Good the call. Le- the lemon lime. All right, I'm going. I'm going blue, but I'm going the cool blue, not the light blue, the cool blue, oh, the, the deep the, blue, ice yeah. blue. Yes, yeah, the, yes. That good. That, that that shit hit out of a squeeze bottle better than any other Gator. The the best Gatorade Can is we? very specifically. Remember cool the little caps that you could twist? They yeah, the nipple have... top. No, yeah. it's called yeah. nipple top. They, they, they are nipple That's what they call it. Those are the best. Yes, dude. And Those specifically, are the, best. the best Gatorade experience. Not just total everything the best tasting gatorade is the cool blue out of uh, the nipple tops 100 100 all right um, and that leads us to our last one you have to pick what did you oh you said yeah okay. accurately Sorry, and th- this is going to be a little subjective but again i think because we each only get one guess here we'll be able to figure out who was who's closest or none of us will be what company will have the winning commercial of the night, like the number one highest approval rating, one that gets everybody laughing on the couches, the most memorable one. That's the winner of the night. Again, subjective. Who, and this can just be two, whichever the ones we pick has the best commercial. But if you had to pick, who do you think has the best commercial of the night? Man, I so, wow, this could go a lot of different ways because you think Heartfelt, you think Guinness with that commercial with all the guys in the in the wheelchairs playing basketball with their friend. That was the Budweiser a winner ones. for a different yeah. – Yeah, exactly. So beer almost touches the heart more. That, but what I'm going to go with is Taco Bell. I feel Ooh. like Taco Bell just comes out with fire every year. It's kind of funny. It's geared towards, right, our generation. Sorry, Scotty, I'm not including you in that. And we're going to go ahead and – <laughs> It's because you keep saying that you're way older than us. We we we, we got to balance that out. Anyway, I think I think Taco Bell will come up with some fire for for I would just say the younger viewers that um, we're ready for it. I'm 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 excited. Every year I feel like they come with something that hits. Taco Bell's a good one. That is I- a good one. How many Masters commercials have we seen on the Super Bowl Sunday? You don't see many. On C- C- CBS, when they host it, oh yeah, that's you'll true. See, you'll see them, but Fox, it's on this Fox is it's on this Fox's year, yeah. years. I don't think we're going to see any. It's uh, let's see, Fox, Fox. 
I'm going to go with uh, uh, one that I almost said earlier uh, for the food, but they haven't had a really good commercial in a while, probably since Michael Jackson did it. That's Pepsi. Oh, all right. You don't think the Pretty Spears one was a leak? That oh, was that was good, too. Great. Yeah. Sorry. That was yeah. great. Let's not. Yeah. That was. Pepsi one. I like it. I think mine's going to be a little oh, bit yeah. of a mine's going to be a little bit of a safe choice because I love these commercials and I already know there's going to be a whole fresh batch of them. But I'm going with progressive insurance and I'm going with the becoming your parents commercial. I'm calling okay. my shot oh, now. Yeah. Those good. commercials are so funny. It's an absolute because here's the thing, too. Like if Taco Bell's is kind of a dud and Pepsi's is kind of a dud. But we think, hey, the progressive ones are always good. They They're going to continue to be funny. They I'm going are. with the progressive turning into your parents commercial as my winner. Wow. I'll even give you a flow. I'll even give you a flow shows up. Because for- here's the, that's the other thing, too, is, you know, progressive's going to have like probably three or four throughout the night. Yeah. And one will be a flow one. Right. One will be, you know, another one there. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. And there'll be some dark horses, but I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a fun night. All right. I feel better. I'm not going to lie. My nerves have calmed down talking yeah. through it a little bit. I, I went through some, uh, I, I was literally telling Vito for, I actually had heart palpitations listening to a podcast earlier today. Cause I was, I was literally getting that like nervous about it. Um, but what's great is we have the read option pod is all Philly Philly. We will have our picks on Friday. We will do a full game breakdown coming for you ready might even try to get that pot up a little bit earlier on thursday night so be on the lookout for that uh, but lots of good stuff we are six days away as the time of recording this and getting ever so slightly closer to super bowl 57 and hopefully by the time we're talking to you this time next week we'll be talking about an eagles victory and uh your boy will still be hung over at 6 p.m on monday uh evening so uh for the boys as always love you guys thank you all for listening we will talk to you guys on friday and as always take it easy everybody